It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Check podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Catch the show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon on Check. Your local sports coverage lives here. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. With Don Taylor. I've got this crooked cane, this really old crooked cane. And Rick Dollywall. We ended up going to a Best Western to watch the Lions in the 83-82. Here's Donnie and Dolly. 10 o'clock in downtown Vancouver. We're in the Paul Carson studio. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Don Taylor, along with Rick Dollywall. Ryan Henderson is the man at the controls. He's our producer, our director, the voice of God is Derek Wong. Round two of the playoffs started last night. Did you did you check out the two games? Oh, yeah, in and out. Uh, both uh, hung around the uh, Colorado one more, Donnie. Uh, that was a good game. Uh, yeah, Tampa, Florida. Uh, if I had to guess which game was going to be better uh, last night, it's one game, so it's not that big a deal. My guess would have been uh, Tampa, Florida would have provided more entertainment. But Tampa Bay, I thought they schooled uh, of Florida. Yeah. And uh, as the playoffs go go along here, like like Tampa Bay against Toronto, they just seem just more composed, more yeah. relaxed. Obviously, a lot of experience there, having won two straight uh, Stanley Cups. But as the playoffs go uh, along, uh, is it just me? Oh, and early, is it just me? Just me. Kucherov's getting better. Oh, like, yes. What a setup to Corey Perry uh, last night. Vasilevsky's getting better. 33 saves last night. Are we forgetting about the Tampa Bay Lightning? Three straight titles? Uh, again, one game, Florida with such an impressive regular season. But impressive, that was uh, the Lightning last night. How about stay out of the box? Uh, Tampa Bay 3-for-6 with the power play last night, Donnie. And then Florida 0-for-3. Florida, the highest-scoring team in the National Hockey League during the regular season, 0-for-21 mm. in the playoffs on the power play. How, what the heck is that? Yeah, they were outscored 7-zip uh, by Washington on, on special teams yeah. in, that, in that first round. So Weird. that's something you wouldn't uh, have guessed. Uh, the other thing that you wouldn't have guessed is what's happening with the St. Louis Blues. So oh. they end up losing in overtime to the Avalanche yesterday, uh, despite the shot attempts being Crazy. 106 to 45 in favor of the Avs. The things, the thing that you didn't guess with the St. Louis Blues yep. is that Jordan Bennington, who didn't start out as uh, oh. the number one goaltender uh, for the Blues in the playoffs, Bennington looks like 2018 Bennington, uh, and he, at least he did li- last night. But he no, he has throughout these uh, playoffs. Uh, only around in a bit, but he looks really, really uh, sharp. Some of the saves he made last night where the fans were ready to cheer, and no, it, it didn't happen. He looks really good. They also hit uh, three goalposts, two crossbars, Colorado did. Uh, 
51 saves for Bennington. Blues had crossbars. And yeah, they did too. 13 nothing shots uh, for Colorado in OT. And uh, Josh uh, Manson, the good uh, Western Canadian kid, the, the winner in OT, Donnie. Okay, so uh, tonight, two games. Let's focus on what's happening uh, on the East before we get into the Battle of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Rangers at Carolina. Carolina's my pick to win the Stanley Cup. You've okay, been, You've been steadfast with that all year long. So good defensively throughout the whole, whole Rod season. Rod Brindamore. And I know there are some issues with injuries and, and, and goaltending, goal which is fa- fairly important in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I'm, I'm going to stick with that. Um, I like this series because the Rangers are in it. Not so much the Rangers. And I talked about this yesterday. I like that Madison Square Garden is still in the playoffs. Oh. I love watching games. Atmosphere. I, I love being at that building, but I love watching games on television from that building. There's just something there. Yeah. It's just it's just mean. Oh, it's and beautiful. It's got a lot of edge and, and fun. It's just I, I love watching games uh, from that building. That won't be the case tonight. The first games, first two games are in uh, Carolina, but, uh, but I love that. And it's on the bucket list. No, you haven't been. Sorry, I've asked. No, this you've before. been there because you '94. You were there. '94. You were going back uh, and forth you, for a sports couple of page, other times uh, as well. Sports page, yeah. One one of the other games that I went to Madison Square was in '99 when Pavel Bure played his first two oh, games right. as a member you of the Florida me Panthers. That. Yeah, '99. Uh, at first with the Islanders, the next night or two nights later uh, at Madison Square Garden, and uh, what stuck out for me there. Uh, well, Mike Milbury quit uh, for one thing after they lost after the after Islanders that game lost to the Panthers, but also, as you'd expect, New York with a large Russian population, yep. and I think all of them showed up at that game at yeah. Madison Pavel Square Garden. Was big great, there. If you get a chance, folks, like Rick says, uh, bucket list. All right, Oilers at Flames. Chris Tanev. He uh, skated yesterday. Took, uh, he's taking the morning skate today, uh, despite his coach not wanting to give us uh, injury updates. Yeah, we'll talk more we'll, about we'll, that we'll, later. T- we'll get into that. But it looks, I, I mean, we can't say it, uh, but he's taking the morning skate. This is massive for the Flames. Chris Tanev is such a big part of their blue line. Uh, it would really help if he plays. Uh, but I do know, uh, you know, it, 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 a lot of people didn't think he could play, but he's such a warrior, Donnie. I, out of all the, the years that I, I've been, uh, 10 years he played hurt with the Canucks, and you know this, Many, many times he played hurt. Many, and you know, I'll never forget the shot in Winnipeg, and he's crawling off the ice. Uh, this guy's a warrior. He's going to give it his best shot to play tonight. Um, all sorts of, and we talked about this yesterday as well before I go any further here uh, with Tanev. And I know there's some people in Vancouver rolling their eyes, thinking, well, Chris Tanev's injured. Of course he is. But we talked about it yesterday. He's been durable oh. in, in Calgary versus uh, what, so far, what was going on in, in Vancouver, yeah. except for the, uh, the last year that he was here. Okay, um, Oilers, Flames, all sorts of history. We're going to run old Battle of Alberta clips throughout uh, the show. Um, all sorts of uh, stats. Oilers have won four of the previous five Five. playoff meetings. But here's the thing. When you talk about the Battle of Alberta, and for those of us who go back a bit, kids, Ryan, you you included, um, this stat blows a lot of people away. Either the Flames or Oilers were in the Stanley Cup Final every year from 83 to 1990. A span of eight years. Oilers were 5-1. and Flames were 1-1. and They played the Habs a a couple of times. A couple of times in Montreal. And that adds to the frustration for Calgary fans, people who live in Calgary, a lot of whom are, are, are Calgary fans, that if the Oilers weren't around, if Gretzky and Messier and Anderson oh, and, and Curry and, 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 and Fury, if they weren't on the uh, same team, 
the Flames are winning. They're more. It was one and one A, and you know the Flames would have won a lot more than one Stanley Cup in that uh, time period. But just up the road were the guys messing things up for them. So that was. I mean, it would have been bad enough because they're in the same province. But the Oilers kept. You know, they're in the same division. Canucks will tell you all about oh. that, and they messed things up for the, the Calgary Flames. There's all sorts of stuff there. Donnie, uh, the, the Battle of Alberta in the 80s. Well, four of the five meetings in the playoffs were in the 80s, and growing up and watching those battles uh, were immensely fun. Okay. Uh, uh, fun, so fun, fun. Anything else? Sorry. No, go. Go. Okay, I wanted to bring this up. Sorry, Rick. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because, um, and again, we're going to run clips, you know, the Tekin and goal in overtime, yeah. uh, Gretzky goal in overtime. We're going to run those clips, hopefully, uh, throughout the uh, whole show. But I wanted to run this clip because Jamie McLennan brought it up yeah. uh, yesterday. Lesser-known moment from the Battle of Alberta. And Jamie was talking about uh, 86, yeah. 1986. That was a series that the Flames won. That's the one they won. Yeah, yeah. And so the Flames win that series. Game two, I think I've got this right, the Oilers uh, blow out the Flames. Uh, the game was in, in Calgary. And, and Jamie brought this up about a line brawl. And we're going to see the aftermath of it here. But it was a line brawl <laughs> yeah. that involved Jim Poplinski, Tim Hunter, and first and foremost, Nick Fatio. And, and the person, and Doug Risebro is involved in this as well, but the person they wanted to get at, and you know how I feel about this, uh, Ryan, the person that they wanted to get at when it was none other than Oilers boss, Glenn Sather, yeah. 1986. Hunter has been cut open again. He's been trying to get a crucial Nisky. Patillo still wants a piece of somebody on the Oilers down there. He, Blinsky took a shot at Andy Moog, the spare goaltender. And Glenn Sather, I'll give him uh, credit for calling and screaming at his players, finally telling him to get off the ice, get out of here. And now, this kind of thing is very, very close to being as ugly as it can get in the game of hockey. It's a tough enough game with the physical activity that goes on, but when you get people out there milling around and gloves and sticks everywhere, skates flying and blindside punches, you can get seriously injured. Tatio now, he's trying to get in the Edmonton bench. They better get Nicky out of here. They're trying to do yep. that, trying to calm him down and get Tatio out of here. You know who's game. after? Yeah, that's who's they're chirping at each yeah, other. That's right. I'm not sure whether it was Crucial Nisky that that uh, oh. wanted to get at or McSorley. No. One of the two, I think, that he really wanted another crack. You see, if Nicky keeps this up, he's going to get suspended. Not great wow. for our podcast listeners, but anybody who's you watching the, on uh, TV, the the blood on Tim Tim Hunter's uh, face. Yeah. But I'm telling you. That Intense. smug, arrogant look on Glenn Sather's face. You know, as a fan, it bothered you. Look, he had all sorts of success. Hats off to him. But it bothered a lot of people, including the uh, opposition uh, players. And I, the broadcasters there, they were bang on. He, he wanted a piece of Sather. Sather was, was popping off. But uh, just another chapter, lesser known, uh, of the Battle of Alberta, which resumes tonight. Intense is what it was. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, the goal into his own net. Theo Fleury scores in overtime. He slides well, over. We're going we're to show all these all moments. The, but I'm yeah. telling you, the Battle of Alberta was fun to watch, Donnie. And growing up, though, I missed – Vancouver didn't have that. You had Quebec, Montreal, you know, later – Well, Vancouver uh, was uh, terrible in the 80s. I know, I, but I, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm hoping that Vancouver and Seattle get something down the road going, rivalry-wise, because it was tough watching the Battle of Quebec. Ontario had a battle. Alberta had a battle. Vancouver never had one because geographically we don't have that other team in British Columbia. Uh, you're hoping, uh, Donnie, the intensity you're talking about, Calgary and Edmonton, that Vancouver and Seattle get there down the road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why. Remember, remember there was this thought that when uh, – 
COVID hit and there was the all Canadian division, there was yeah. a lot of people saying, "Well, let, let's hope that let's hope that stays." Yeah, that'd be a good idea. It Just would be. People threw that that out there, and I think a lot of us said no, I, because Vancouver needs uh, a geographic they rival. They need one. They need one. And uh, Seattle's the obvious choice. And when you think about you know great rivals for the for the Canucks, they've come and gone because of playoff moments. That's it, right? Colorado, Chicago, yeah. Boston. They don't last because they don't meet. Well, the Canucks have to make the playoffs in order to have a playoff rival, but they just they just kind of go away. Whereas in Alberta, you've got that short distance down Highway That's Two. It. That's it between the two cities. It's always going to be there. But Donnie, uh, help me out in the Smite Division. How many times did you play each other? Eight times. Uh, yeah, something like that. So yeah. before you got to the playoffs, the hatred level was already high because mm-hmm. you played so much in the regular season. There wasn't that many teams. Well, yes, except for this, that in the 80s, the Oilers, and they met the Canucks in the playoffs. It was, yeah. I remember one, one series was a best of five. It was done in, in three games. That's right. Um, it might have been in 86 as well. Uh, the Canucks were just, it just wasn't going to happen for It wasn't going to happen. And the Coliseum, Gretzky and Messier, some of the great teams in NHL history would come into Vancouver and there'd be 6,000 people there yep. or 8,000 people there I because agree. you knew the result. You knew That's what was, go- you knew what was uh, uh, going to happen. How you doing, Ryan? Everything good? You looking forward to this? Swell, swell. What sticks out for you when it comes to the Battle of Alberta? Having been born in what? 2005 or what, what it was? It? 91, 91. Anything stick out for you? Uh... Okay. How can it stick out? He wasn't born, like, Donnie. I'm trying to think. Like, like, how is he going to recollect? Rick, there's this thing called YouTube. You can look, uh, look yeah, back. Yeah, but you still you don't have the connection. You YouTube? You still don't have the connection. You can watch those moments. Yeah. You don't have the connection to something like when you live through it. Like, I mean, I, I, I remember. I like, know. I, you know, this is just so typical of, 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 you know, you and people your age. Things that happened before you were born didn't count. No, I'm saying, though. You you don't have the the same emotional connection to read or watch something online as to also living through it and having that extra link. Like I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to remember like early two thousands Flames Oilers. Like I mean, I remember those teams with the Ginla yeah. and the okay. Flames, oh. of course, and like you know uh, Alice Hemsky in Edmonton or. Chris Pronger and yeah, but I think the that? Battle of Alberta. I think no, I, I'm trying to think of like moments between well, those okay, two teams okay, at that let, time. Let's show this then. Let, why don't we, actually, you know what? Let's let's not. I was thinking of the Cassian Kachuk uh, moment right. from 2020, not that long ago. That was ago. a good one too. Lucic was still yeah. uh, in, uh, in Edmonton yeah. there, so there's that. So maybe that would have stuck out versus the Alan Shemsky moment that you were talking about. Um, let's get to the poll question because we've got guests back-to-back coming up. So let's get to the poll question. Yeah. It has to oh, do yeah, right. with the uh, Battle of Alberta, Rick. All right. Uh, uh, poster up, Ryan. The poll question is about Calgary and Edmonton, and it's uh, very simple. Uh, who do you want to win in this? 900 votes already. Uh, also, 37%, I don't care, is leading. Wow. And the really? people that who do care say Calgary you more than You surprised uh, by that? I don't care is leading because of because we're uh, in BC and there's yeah, a lot of Canucks it's fans Vancouver, here. It, 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 I am surprised at that. If I you're a hockey surprised. fan, you should care. No, this is it, a big deal. Well, there's a lot of it people a in, in tw- that remember 2011 here when the Canucks were going on their run, and and you know a lot of the rest of Canada was saying, yeah, we don't really care so much. We don't care. We're they not, didn't care. We're not rooting for the Canucks to win this thing. There's, but there's it's like the o- biggest the myth out there. there. There's an obvious answer here, and right now the obvious answer is in last place. The answer is Edmonton. 
Because of David? Because I want to see, and, and I think Calgary's got the better team, and regular season showed that. But I want to see Connor McDavid go deep into the playoffs. Yeah. I want to see this guy who, uh, talent-wise, arguably, great player, uh, Bobby Orr, like in terms of pure speed, talent, McKeith is right up there. I want to see him go deep into the playoffs. I want to be entertained by him. Edmonton's my pick there in terms of who I want to win. I think yeah. Calgary will win. I certainly, I, I certainly care about it. How can you not care about wanting to see then 97 it, go deep into the playoffs? Because then you're pulling for one of those Alberta teams. If you don't care, it, does that mean you're not going to watch? You know, are you not going to No, watch? but I think you're watching just like without but if you had, rooting forget, forget geography here for a second. We brought up that word a lot here. Like, do you not want to see McDavid go deep into a postseason and entertain you yeah. on a, you know... Yeah, but then that would be nightly basis. success for the Oilers. Close to that. And Canuck fans, they don't really want a whole lot of success for the Oilers. I didn't say win the Stanley Cup. I said go deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, plus, I mean, let me tell you, McDavid versus McKinnon in the uh, oh my Western gosh. Conference Final, that's yeah. kind of juicy. Yeah. I, you just can't take your eyes off those players. That was the case last night with uh, McKinnon. I know he didn't explode with points last night, but it was pretty impressive. But man, Colorado just looks... Colorado looks like the Oilers of the 80s. Like, so many good players. Uh, Donnie, sit down. Nobody, at least uh, the Canuck fans, care. Uh, don't care. <laughs> what did you just <laughs> say? <laughs> Let me read oh, the Oh, sorry, text. it's in yeah. the inbox, so it must be in true. The inbox. Uh, so, anyways, uh, uh, Sar- Sarvin Suri's ripping you, saying, uh, Donnie, sit down. Nobody, at least true Canuck fans, they don't care. Well, true Canuck fans, I like to think that they're true hockey fans. No, you, no, but no, you don't. Have, no, 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 no. You, you can't force a Canuck fan to it, it, it like this, Donnie. You can't. So you, you think, don't want you to think okay, Leafs fans hold on a were second. pulling for the Habs last year? Hold on a second. You have to pick one or the other. I guess the other choices, I don't care. Exactly. But, but so somebody's going to win that series. I would yeah. rather see. I don't know why I don't care is on there. I'd rather see Edmonton win because I want to see. I forget what team he plays for. I want to see one of the greatest entertainers in That's National it. Hockey League history. I want to see him entertain me and others for a significant period of time at the most important time of year. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I'm from Vancouver. I've followed the Canucks. I've been a fan of the Canucks. All of that, but I'm telling you, I, I talk about bucket list items. Going to Madison Square Garden, go see Connor McDavid play live. Live. And tell me you don't want to see more of that guy especially the most important time of year. It's not even close. You know what's going to happen here after this argument break, we're having? Hopefully. Well, a break. <laughs> There's that. But also that you're going to see the votes after hearing my convincing argument. <laughs> you're going to see the no, votes. I don't think so. Turn around. Edmonton's going to end up winning this poll. Mark my words. Maybe not in the body of the show, but later, later on today. People will go, you know what? He's right. That would be a first. <laughs> uh, here, here's what's coming up. DTMZ, is it just me? Jeff Patterson is going to join us uh, just after 11 o'clock to talk about the playoffs and the uh, Canucks and what they're up to. Uh, Big Ride, the Twitter guy, coming up in this hour. Farhan Lalji will join us at the bottom uh, of the hour. We want to talk to you. I know Farhan's got some thoughts on what Daryl Sutter had to say uh, yesterday about revealing injuries or not revealing injuries in the postseason and its relationship uh, to the gambling boom in the uh, NHL. So Farhan will join us just after uh, 11.30 or so, the CFL labor dispute as well. He'll talk about that. And up next, uh, the Vancouver Giants. He's got to be proud. His team, oh. nobody thought this would happen. Vancouver Giants majority owner, Ron Toigo. His team gets uh, two rounds in 
in the Western Hockey League uh, playoffs. And he's also got some uh, ex-Giants that he cares about involved in the Battle of Alberta and the NHL playoffs as a whole. Ron Toygo next. Thanks for joining us, folks. Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by ableauctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. Of all of our generic music, I think I like this the best. Mm. Yeah. Today. I'll burn you a CD. Thank yeah. you. Wednesday, all of our guests are brought to you by, and that includes Ron Toygo standing by, the Alberni Power and Marine RPM Group. Located in Port Alberni, Alberni Power and Marine is one of Vancouver Island's most trusted boat dealerships, the largest Mercury Marine dealership in Canada. Their service team just won for the fourth straight year a customer satisfaction index score above the national average. Make your appointment for the 2022 boating season at albernipowermarine.com. I don't know why I, I always do this, but I, I do. Um, I, I get the Washington and St. Louis Stanley Cup victory years yeah. mixed up. 2019. Uh, well, look what St. we've Louis. been through. Bubble and this and that. COVID, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just, uh, uh, just me. Um, a lot of people are ripping into me about... Uh, saying I want to see Edmonton go far because of... We get uh, ripped all David. the time. It's, it's a natural event here. Uh, Delaney, Delaney's okay. Tyron Langley inbox. Andrew from Burnaby. As a Canucks fan, I would like to uh, see McDavid succeed, but not with the Oilers. We'll see what happens as his uh, career goes on. All right. Uh, Vancouver Giants. Oh. Uh, their season is over. They upset Everett in six games, uh, round one, an eight seed knocking off a one seed. Never happened before in the Western Hockey League. Then beaten by uh, Kamloops in six. No one thought the Giants uh, would uh, come anywhere near, mm -hmm. uh, would come close to beating Everett, which they did, or come close to uh, knocking off the Kamloops uh, Blazers, uh, which they did. Ron Toigo, Giants majority owner, joins us now. How are you, Ronnie? I'm good. I'm, I, I thought we would. Yeah. Yeah, you must yeah. be proud. You must be extremely proud of your team. Yeah, I am. It's um, you know, it was such a weird year with you know, uh, COVID uh, suspensions, uh, quarantines. Um, you know, it's just one thing after another, and then 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 the injuries we got. Uh, I mean, by the time we got to the playoffs, we were missing <clears throat> six regulars out of our lineup, and you know, and then to see what they achieved, though they um, just bonded together i think michael dick did an unbelievable job of coaching the team uh to the strengths that they had and everybody believed in it and uh you know once we won that game in in um, everett in overtime that mm -hmm. there was a lot of belief in that room and things kind of took its course after that hey, hey ron he, he's uh, so talented he's been called on by uh, a hockey canada you you just mentioned michael dick what, what's in his future He's got a bright future. I think, um, you know, I definitely see him coaching in the NHL one day. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's such a great communicator. Um, and, you know, that's a bit of a cliche thrown around these days. But um, finding guys that really are is, is very difficult. And uh, in the, in the way things are today, especially with the younger players, they, you know, they're much different than they were 10 years ago, much different than they were five years ago. Um, you know, the technology that they're faced with today and uh, how the personalities evolve compared to what they were in the past. And, um, you know, Michael's got a son that for this, you know, that's the age that our kids are that's played um, uh, junior hockey as well. So 
he understands what they're going through more than others and um and you know they believe what he's saying and uh and, and you can see the results from it Hey, Ron, you've got uh, three, I believe, ex-Giants taking part in the Battle of Alberta. Uh, Brett Kulak, Milan Lucic, Evander Kane. you got Bowen Byram uh, with the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, what sticks out for you when it comes to their performances? And are, are you in touch with them at all at this important time of year? Uh, yeah, actually, I've got Martinick in Carolina okay. as well. Yep. So Martinuk, yeah. You guys, you guys around. But, um, yeah, no, um, I'm really – really proud of Evander how he's pulled things together and um you know really you know the all it's all about Evander's on on the ice performance now and uh and I think he's he's uh learned a lot on the Twitter stuff and all that and really cooled it down and um and showing what he is you know showing the character that he actually has and um the show and what he's doing there and, and Brett what he's doing um you know how he's evolved to be a pretty good NHL over the last uh, number of years uh, is great to see. And and Luch is Luch. He's, you know you get you know what you get from Luch. Uh, he's uh, still the most popular, probably the most popular guy on the team. There you saw in the overtime when he's on the ice that you could hear the crowd. And um, so uh, it, it's and and, and see, just seeing bold play um, in, in Colorado. I mean, we were it was doubtful that he was even going to be able to play this year. And uh, See him uh, last night. How he, how poised he was, and he plays more of a controlled game. So he's not putting himself in those those high danger zones that he was in the past. And uh, no, it's a lot of fun. And um, you know, it, it's I don't cheer for teams anymore. I cheer for our guys mm-hmm. to have success, and uh, and it's fun to do. Uh, Ron, got to ask you, uh, Abbotsford Canucks first year down uh, the road from uh, Langley. Uh, how did that affect you? Uh, weekends, the gate fans. What was the effect of the Abbotsford team uh, for you uh, in their first year? Well, not as much as your tweet. I uh, had so many people calling me to <laughs> pick them up at the airport this week. Uh, I feel like I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> uh, but it, it, did it have an effect? Because I don't think you were doing cartwheels when it was announced that uh, they were getting a team in Abbotsford. You know, Rick, it's really hard to say it. It, it definitely had an effect. Our attendance was down significantly, but... Um, you know, it had something to do with the atmosphere. It had something to do with the performance of the team. It had something to do with uh, the COVID, the, um, you know, the quarantines, the the people having to have passes. There were so many things going on this year. It's really hard to, to really pinpoint what the issues were. But um, next year, we'll get a better read on it. Um, you know, we'll be, we, should, we hope to be a better team next year. And uh, but, uh, you know, this playoff run certainly put us back on the map. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were over 4,000 for the last couple of games, and the, the place was rocking. The atmosphere was there. And um, anybody that were at those games uh, certainly and, uh, had a good time, regardless of whether we won or lost. I still remember you coming in the studio with Donnie and I uh, way back when. I think it was in 1999 when we had the radio show that lasted six weeks. Um, you came in. You've owned this team since day one, Ron. Is the passion to uh, own it? Is it still there for you? Uh, you? You see yourself owning this team oh, for yeah. many more years? Oh, absolutely! It's uh, it's, it's you know, it's it just the uh, the evolution of each group how they come along and um, you know, and enjoying the guys when they move on, you know, to whatever mm-hmm. they do. But uh, you know, watching playoffs in the NHL when you know you got a lot of guys out there that you know went through your system and and are um, you know contributing in so many ways. It's uh, it's very rewarding just to be able to watch that. Well, Fabian Lysel, he's, he's, he's feisty. We saw him uh, in, in the uh, love that series. Guy. Is he going to be back, Ron? Or? Uh, it's up to Boston. 
But yep. uh, boy, he was worth the price of admission. He's mm. uh, such an entertaining guy. Um, you know, not many guys can 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 change pace and change directions uh, on a dime like he does um, at the top speed. And um, you know, I I can't think of the only the last guy that uh, that could do it at that pace was probably uh, Gilbert Brule. But wow. um, and uh, he's uh, you know he he certainly. Um, have some of those European tendencies, but um, he was certainly uh, a big part of our, our run we had. And, and Zaka Sacek, our, our captain, uh, how he elevated his play was something that, uh, you know, we all we all believe Zach's a hell of a player, but he took it to a level that none of us saw coming. And uh, the Ottawa Senators got to be extremely happy with uh, his, his development over the year. And, um, you know, yeah. Zach might stick with the Ottawa Senators next year with, with what he's just done. Yeah, and Red Wings have to be happy with Alex Cotton as well, who I know you missed uh, at the at the end of your run. Hey, Ron, thanks for this. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. You bet. All right, uh, take care. You yeah. bet, Ron Toigo, a majority owner of the Vancouver Giants. Explain this tweet, okay? I was at uh, Save on Foods ten o'clock on uh, Ryan. Do you got the uh, uh, Save on Foods? I was getting ice for Game Seven uh, on Saturday in the morning. I got a text from Ron saying, uh, if you're at the airport, there's, there it is. Hey, Rick, I can pick you up at the airport. Let me know what uh, time you get in. And I responded, wrong, Rick, Ron, it's Dollywell. I'm at Save on Foods. And he said, sorry, Rick. He, for some reason, thought I was at the airport. He was going to pick me up. Well, he got his Ricks uh, mixed up. I was getting ice uh, at, uh, for Game 7s. Yeah. How'd that go, by the way? I got the ice. Were you by yourself? Well, Watching the Game 7s? No, I, the reason I got the ice is because I had the boys over and I oh, had to okay. get ice. Uh, 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 so I was getting ice. Uh, let me say this, too. One of the real uh, pleasing developments when it comes to a Vancouver hockey player, a player from around these parts uh, who played for the Vancouver Giants, is Milan Lucic. And look, I know you know it's hard to feel sorry for somebody making $6 million a year, but just to see how popular he is in Calgary wow. versus Edmonton, where it was all about his contract, and he wasn't, uh, you know, statistically living up uh, to the contract. But in Calgary, they love the guy, and you look—they love him. You look at the the Dallas game the other night. He overtime, got a couple of shifts in overtime. That fourth line was really, really uh, strong. They, and he's in the last year of his contract. Um, they they really love him there. It's it's, it's good to see. Every very year, nice guy. Every year, I'm told uh, he can't skate. To play for Daryl Sutter is in, is really hard, and mm-hmm. to stay in the lineup is really hard. There he is in overtime, creating offense, winning puck battles in overtime. Game seven, Donnie. If the coach doesn't, if you can't skate, you're not yeah, playing yeah. in game seven in overtime. Trust, trust. Okay, it is I, you're you're bang on about Lucic. Uh, just uh, everywhere he goes, they love him. Uh, maybe not so much uh, Edmonton, but again, that had more to do with his contract than what's he going to do, not sign, than anything that Milan uh, uh, was up to on or off the ice. Okay, we showed a clip earlier, Battle of Alberta, a game one tonight in Calgary Flames versus Oilers. We showed you a clip earlier from uh, 1986. For all intents and purposes, this is the way that ninth, the one that the Calgary Flames won, they, they beat the Oilers, the one that they uh, won, 1986. When I was in Red Deer, Okay. Uh, which is right in the middle of Edmonton, Calgary. Up north, sort of. Okay. Um, uh, there was a player there who played against the Red Deer Rustlers, Alberta Junior Hockey League, by the name of Perry Barazan. Oh, I remember him. He went on to play for the Calgary Flames. He That's got right. credit for this infamous, if you're an Oilers fan, this infamous goal, uh, 1986. Steve Smith scoring on his own goal, banking the puck in off his own goaltender, Grant Fuhr. Farhan next. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. 
in the second period on Steve Bozak. Able Auction specializes in helping British Columbia-based business owners close their business and sell their assets in a timely, orderly manner. Online events for everything from machine shop and manufacturing auctions to industrial equipment, retail inventories, or any other type of business assets, Able Auctions can help. For a free confidential consultation on getting your business assets sold, please email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ablaauctions.ca. Just 19 seconds left. And the Mark Messier penalty. Suter plays it in high off the glass. Smith trying to pick it up in the corner. Comes loose to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. He scores! It's a short... That was uh, from the 1988 playoffs and the Battle of Alberta. Uh, of course, the Oilers went on to win the Stanley Cup. And Gretzky's swan song uh, with Edmonton traded uh, that summer uh, to the Los Angeles Kings. And uh, for a lot, uh, a lot of time with, uh, during Gretzky's career, uh, a lot of people criticized two things with him. One was his inability to score on breakaways. Mark Crawford can tell you all about that. Okay. And the other was his shot. People had questions about his shot. Not hard look, enough. Look, looked pretty good uh, there. Wayne Gretzky in overtime, 88 uh, against the Calgary Flames in Calgary. We got Farhan. Uh, Farhan Lalji joins us now from uh, TSN. Farhan, thanks for doing this. As always, on a Thursday, how are you? I'm good, fellas. How are you? Very, very well. How's the CFL? What's the latest in the CFL labor dispute? Well, I think we're getting near a conclusion, and I think there's a chance we could hear something by the end of the day, potentially an agreement or uh, just an update that tells, tells us we're close to one. I know that yesterday the two sides did meet extensively, didn't really necessarily find that out until this morning because yesterday everybody was so quiet. Like on both sides, sources that could usually give you something were giving you nothing, so you mm -hmm. knew it was at a sensitive stage uh, after a couple of days off when things broke down on Saturday. They didn't do anything Sunday, Monday. But uh, yesterday they got a lot done, and I'm optimistic that we could get something by the end of the day today. What are the main issues for people who don't know Farhan? Well, the biggest thing is revenue sharing. And, you know, the league had a revenue sharing formula previously. They decided to implement that exact same formula this time around. And the last time it happened, the players never saw a penny from that revenue sharing. So they wanted to get additional streams that weren't included, things like Grey Cup revenue parking and concessions, things like that. And the league didn't want to do that. So, you know, that was one of the big issues. And the league also didn't want the the streams associated with revenue sharing to be audited. And the league or the PA wanted a third party to audit those numbers just to make sure that things weren't being hidden. So that was point number one. Point number two was health and safety because the league wants to get some padded practices back because they've been no padded practices mm. since the last CBA after training camp. The league wants to get 12 padded practices back during the course of the season. PA says, okay, we'll do that, but you got to improve our health and safety. And the, the league wasn't really dying mm. to incur those costs. So, uh, you know, those are the two big issues remaining. I think salary cap and ratio, I think those get things, they're kind of on the same page, but those two, if they can get movement on those today, I think we have a deal. 
Uh, Farhan, yesterday, well, first of all, the strike isn't in Alberta because Edmonton, Calgary have different uh, whatever. You know what it is. Uh, you talked, laws, yeah. yeah, labor laws. You talked about the Stampeders and the Eskimos having uh, five extra days of practice. Is that really going to be a big thing going into week one if they get everything and they don't cancel anything? Yeah, I think so. You know, and initially I don't think people were too bent out of shape because the first three practices, two of them are non-padded, acclimatization, walkthrough type things. But now when it, you, you get the two additional days and now it's five practices and three are padded. And, you know, during the regular season, you're only allowed to have players in the building for four and a half hours mandatory. They can do more voluntary, but four and a half hours. That's film, meetings, practice. During training camp, those limits don't exist. You go 12, 13 hours, right? Double day practices, double meetings, double everything, right? Film sessions, all of it. So um, I think you can get so much done in those days that I do think there is an effect that will still be felt in weeks one and two of the regular season. There's a point of diminishing returns. When we talk about Labor Day and beyond, no one's thinking about those extra couple of days. But for the early part of the season, yeah, I, I think there there is an advantage gained. And I, and I know for a fact that, all four teams that are the opponents of Edmonton and Calgary are pretty concerned about it. Uh, let's go to a BC Lions camp in Kamloops. Uh, they're sitting around. I'm, I'm thinking of the rookies. You're trying to make an impression, yeah. and you got to sit around a hotel room, uh, Farhan. You don't. Got, they might not get a super duper long look because you're sitting around. Now, when they get back, here you go, kid. Show us what you got. How tough is it for some of these players? I think it's really tough, and I would hope that the league extends some of the cut-down deadlines to give yeah. these guys a little more of an opportunity to get seen. And I think if they don't move the preseason schedule, it's going to be compressed in terms of prep time for the preseason. So hopefully, you know, I would imagine that in the first preseason game, you're going to play your veterans even less because you don't want to put them at risk. So hopefully the rookies get a little bit more of a look. But, yeah, I mean, it's such a small amount of time, only two preseason games, unlike the NFL – so it's tough to get evaluated, and, and yeah, it's a bad impression on a league when you know they don't know a lot about it when they first come up here, right? So uh, I don't think it's it's good for the rookies at all. To be truthful, I was hoping that they would at least extend rookie camp once the strike started, right? Because right. Um, you know, but they, they couldn't do that because technically the rookies are members of the union. They were able to get the rookie camp in because the old CBA was still in effect at that point, but so they couldn't really extend rookie camps. By the way, I said you join us as always on a Thursday. It is Wednesday. It's a short week, and I'm really uh, you're, you're ahead of the game, Donnie. May, maybe that's that that that's what it is. It always and, is. And by the way, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup in <laughs> 2018, not 2019. Okay, I, I digress. I saw you tweet about this uh, yesterday. We hope to bring it up if we have enough time on our show. We'll bring it up now. But Daryl Sutter uh, Tuesday saying, don't ask us, don't ask me about injuries. I don't want to give the opposition a cookie or however he put it. He doesn't want to give the opposition any advantage. Does that sort of old school thinking have to change with the National Hockey League, given its uh, increased uh, association with gambling, with, with betting? Yeah, for me it does. And look, I think the NHL of the four major pro leagues is by far the most archaic. And I've said that, you know, I've been really critical of how they handle a lot of things, you know, from the code and how they deal with officiating and the lack of transparency all the way down to this, right? And there was an article about six months ago in The Athletic that Eric DeHatchik and Lisa Dillman collaborated on. And you listen to Bill Daly in that article, and it tells you they don't believe this is an issue. The gambling companies haven't told them it's an issue, and they're not going to be proactive and change because it's the NHL. Why would they be proactive hmm. and change? That's just not in their DNA. So that part of the culture is, you know, 
they, they just need to move some things forward here on a number of different topics. And that's one of them. You want to make more revenue. The players want more money then you got to be a little more transparent with gambling. And, and I know for me, it's so much more difficult to bet because games are low scoring. So margins tend to be finer and it's hard to bet like on half a goal more or half a goal less. So I think things like that can make a bit of a difference. Transparency matters because fans and betters are educated now more than ever before. Mm. Fans have a deep, meaningful understanding of analytics when you get into things like the NFL and they follow pro football focus and all of these other, you know, companies that can give them data and you're giving them nothing in the national hockey league. The, the NHL needs to grow up. And this is part of it. That's no shot at Daryl Sutter. Daryl's right. The league needs a policy, but it's the old boys network and it's a problem. Farhan, thanks for this. We'll talk to you next week, probably on, on Thursday. <laughs> Let's hope. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Farhan Lalji, uh, TSN. I think it's all going to come down to money. I mean, revenue always. Uh, betting ads. I mean, it's uh, Gretzky, Aaron yeah. Paul. It's all you see yeah. during NHL games. They've replaced, not completely, but you used to all, see a lot of beer ads. Yep. Now you see all these uh, gambling ads. Gambling. I think eventually money will rule the day, yep. and you'll see um, – uh, coaches, the league as a whole, be more forthcoming when it comes to injury information. But I love the fact Daryl Sutter is Daryl Sutter, and he has an opinion, right? I love listening. Best interview for any coach in the NHL is Daryl Sutter. Just love it. He's up there. Boudreaux's hey, not. Hold it a second. Boudreaux's not bad. All the Sutters are. Uh, when Brent in, in their uh, own best uh, interview? muted way. Best now. interview to watch and learn. Okay. Is is Daryl no, Sutter? Rick, Rick, really, Ryan? He's Rick, so it's not dry. The, it's, it's well. Hold on a second. Hold it a it's, second. It's, it's you enter, learn. It's no. entertaining in a strange way. In a strange That's, way. But it's not. He's not the best interview. Yeah. Right. For me, he is. Not for you guys. That's why Baskin <laughs> Robbins has thirty-three flavors. Because guess what? You get to walk in and, and pick your ice cream, and you everyone's got yeah, different. We know how it works. And, yeah. So for me, it's Daryl Sutter. I love listening to the guy. Well, I, I thought when he was in L.A. He was so um, anti-Hollywood that he became Hollywood. That, that's he true. was like a character out of a, ho- a Hollywood movie. I don't know if it was a good one. I guess it was a good one. They won two, two Stanley Cups. Uh, let's go to break uh, this way. You referred to it uh, earlier. Uh, Battle of Alberta, game one tonight. Edmonton at Calgary. Let's go back to 1991. And one of the great NHL celebrations of all time, Theo Fleury, Intercepting a Messier pass in overtime, winning it for the Flames. Big rise next. Messier, Tikkanen, and Klima. Although Messier out for face-off duties, I would think. Messier gives it away. Here's Fleury looking for his first goal of the series. Scores! Tiger Williams score an overtime goal when he was with the Vancouver Canucks. Not only does he finish, but he does a full 360. And then the half pike along the board. This part of today's podcast brought to you by Jenish House Design. Trust their team at Expert Designers to help make your dream home a reality. For quick and cost-effective home plans, visit Jenish.com today. Just I had a big ride. The Twitter guy I referred to this week as a short week. 
Next week is going to be a short week because yeah. of the Monday holiday, but uh, we also have Friday off uh, this week. We have Friday off. We have Monday off. Uh, you deserve it. Ryan and I, not so much, but we will take Friday weekend. off. It's a good long weekend for us. Big Ryan. And the weather's actually supposed to be half decent. Not today. Shocking. Not today. No, I know. It's uh, windy like Red Deer today. <laughs> it is windy like Red Deer today. Uh, first of all, my first tweet I'm going to bring up is something that I know Taylor hates. That's why I want to bring it up here. Uh, Sean Shapiro from The Athletic Here we go. covers uh, media, uh, specifically with the NHL, business, media. So Game 7 TV numbers are out in the United States, guys. The most watched game in the States for Game 7 was uh, Rangers-Pittsburgh, mm. 2.3 million viewers on TNT. But how about this? The Rangers-Pittsburgh game was the most viewed first-round game on cable for all time. But wasn't well, it, isn't it the most uh, watched NHL game other than a Stanley Cup final? Yes. I believe so. That's correct, yeah. That would be a better stat. Now, it's on cable, right? So, like, TNT, like, that's why they're, okay. they're yeah. saying this. Like, NBC obviously got some really good numbers but um, over the years. But, hey, the bottom line is I think all of these numbers for ESPN and TNT would definitely be something that they'd be quite happy better about. Than, better than expected. In their first year of existence. And... I mean, ultimately, when you talk about the teams that advanced and the matchups now that are remaining, there's a few of the original six teams I think the American networks would love to have in, whether it's the Blackhawks or the Bruins. Mm. But there's a lot of juicy, you know, you got a rivalry, as bad as that game was last night, you got a rivalry in Florida as one of your series. You've got the Rangers still involved in the second round. That's nice for you as well. So I think there's you're going to see some good numbers, I think, for the second round as well. It'll be in interesting to see what Edmonton-Calgary, which is a tremendous matchup, uh, how it does, though, in the States. In the States, it can't do well. It can't. But, again, uh, this is where it goes back to the root of the problem, being I don't think the NHL markets their stars enough, and I don't think Connor McDavid. What would you do? I, I, I'd have him play much, way more big games on big stages. Like the Winter Classic, the Heritage Classic. Well, but round two, I, he's I, doing that tonight. No, no, he's but, in round two. You no, can't control the playoffs, though, you right? Can I mean, you can schedule that. You can schedule big-time events involving him, and they don't do it. I mean, look at this past year. We talked about it on the show. McDavid and Matthews, Toronto and Edmonton played a game like on a Monday night or oh, a Tuesday that was night awful. or something. Yeah. Sorry, like you, again. Big look, American look, star, big Canadian star. And, Come on. And nothing, everything is under the umbrella of the NFL. I'm, I'm saying that first off. But look at the schedule that just came out in the NFL for the other networks. It's battle, uh, it's the matchups of the quarterbacks. They schedule everything around that. It's, it's, so, it's a more popular league to start with. So that, that's, that's no, it an is, advantage. But, but I'm just in a saying, history, though, In a history in the States with uh, baseball, football, NBA. Absolutely. That history is in there you, with hockey yet. But you mean to tell me, though? They only got that, into Los Angeles. That, and Ryan's what? not wrong but here. That, that, that McDavid goal against the Kings. Sorry, if you're a sports fan, you see that and go, oh, my God, that guy's an amazing athlete. You can't you can, uh, force the masses to like hockey in the States. There no, are but, some states no, but you, that you can have no hockey. You, you can give it a try. And yeah. who would have who well, guessed that there would be two, because I'm including Tage Thompson in this, two great players from Arizona in the NHL one day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's happened. So you, you, you don't know. It can't happen. You know what's interesting about that, though, is you talk about McDavid and you wonder how popular he is in, in the U.S., but let's go back to the, the heyday of the Battle of Alberta and the 80s and just how popular Gretzky was yeah. down in the States playing in Edmonton. And I think what blew people away is that you had, 
you know, uh, ESPN, uh, George Michael Sports Machine, looking at his numbers yep. and say, wow. And the other thing that you forget about Gretzky, and this isn't the case uh, with McDavid, but Gretzky, it was so strange to see this skinny kid yep. dominating. You know, it, it didn't just did, it didn't fit. It was a great story. I think that was part of it as well. But he was playing, you know, in the northernmost NHL franchise yeah. and still very popular in, in the states. And they weren't they weren't thinking uh, marketing wise like they should have been back then either. But it, because it was Gretzky and the numbers were there, it, it worked. And the day of his trade, NBC, ABC, they all did stories on him. Uh, Tom broke up all those guys. He was a big name even back then. Donnie's right. But so there, there you go, though. That's even more precedent for why you different should times, be able to push. Times. No, it's easier now, though. Yeah. yeah, with social media. That's the thing, right? Like, it's easier now to market and to push push people out. And by the way, it's not just McDavid. Like, Johnny Goudreau provides a hell of a lot of highlights that he should be more of a name as well. Yeah. I just think uh, the uh, NHL, they need to do better with their schedule and promote bigger matchups. Really push those matchups. And then from there, you're exposing the main stars to become more household names. So it's not just, oh, he plays yeah, for the Bruins? Uh, okay, we'll watch that. With Gretzky, over and over. with Gretzky, I mean, there were the visuals there. But you could look at the numbers and be impressed. But they're just blowing everybody away. You know, he, he would win scoring titles with his assists alone and all that. And that really impressed people. Plus just the whole visual, the way he looked and all that but the nhl you're right has to do a better better job of and, and mcdavis numbers aren't like gretzky's but they have to do a better jo- job of getting those highlights out getting yeah, you know like true. Th- look what look what connor mcdavis sells did itself tonight. this is unbelievable sells itself just, just to watch it and, and go see this guy you know the, the nhl has to tell th- he comes into your town you have to see him and again maybe you take the oilers and you put him against the Rangers in a Winter Classic or something. Yeah. Take him down there into a big event, and then you slowly okay. get the snowball moving. Also, we're forgetting one very important factor here, playoff success. Yeah. Gretzky had it. McDavid has it. So yeah, no, de- definitely. I That's mean, true. again, if he's not on the biggest of stages, which, of course, is that, or it would have been the Olympics this year, which, of course, didn't happen, that helps as well. But, I mean, look, look John Morant in the NBA plays for Memphis. Memphis is in a sexy location. A sexy team. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing athlete, and they've really pushed out him being a household name. I think the NHL could do the why same. Do you, why do you care so much? Because mm-hmm. according to the poll question, the argument earlier, they, yeah. that's well, totally different. You're talking about the success of them in the postseason, and I'm just trying to help the NHL. I'm just trying to help yeah, okay. with ratings. Yeah. By the way, I'm getting ripped for saying what I said about the weather coming up this weekend because I ripped you yesterday for jinxing the weather. Yes. And I might have just jinxed the weather for this weekend. So, I, 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 let's hope not. Let's let's hope not. We all need a really nice weekend, and especially if it being a long weekend. Uh, okay, that's it for me. Longer for some uh, than others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me. Coming up next, uh, he's back from Hawaii, so I think his uh, his although you wouldn't be able to tell. No, last week he had the his same set white, white, yeah. would be the same probably today as it was last yeah. week in Hawaii. Yeah. Anyway. Jay Pat, I know you were really upset about that. You, you He's in Hawaii, over. and he could uh, put on a Hawaiian shirt, some sunglasses, look the look, you know, some fit the sl- bill. Sunglasses? Are you Bob McCowan doing it? Doesn't hits? matter. You're in Hawaii. I could see Taylor on a beach. Uh, Corey tank, Hart. Uh, tank top, see shorts, uh, a hat, and sunglasses. Uh, Patterson goes to Hawaii, and it looks like he's in. Uh, well, what about like those in old North school- Vancouver at a, at a Best Western? What about those old school uh, bathing suits that men used to wear, and they used to have the top as well? Oh yeah, handlebar mustache. Yes, yeah, like yeah. a onesie. Yeah. yeah, a onesie. Yeah, 
Like some wrestlers had those. Yeah, a singlet. You know, you do the yeah. Charleston, that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, on a beach. Well, I mean, I'm sure that it was the nightclub era for you that you were doing these sorts of things. Uh, coming up next, uh, as much you got ripped in the inbox. Yeah, Don't get exactly. all upset. Don't turn on us. Jay Pat, Jeff Patterson joins you guys. It's Donnie Dolly, the team on check. What day is it today? Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Today, all of our guests, including Jay Pat, standing by, brought to you by the Alberni Power Marine RPM Group, located in Port Alberni. Alberni Power Marine is one of Vancouver Island's most trusted boat dealerships, the largest Mercury Marine dealership in Canada. Their service team just won for the fourth straight year. A customer satisfaction index score above the national average. Make your appointment for the 2022 boating season at albernipowermarine.com. From the Rinkwide podcast, Sakaris and Price, we bring in uh, Jeff Patterson. Back from Hawaii, (laughs) we think. Yeah, Jeff? There he is. There he is. You're in the same room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never, I didn't go anywhere. This is just a closet in my basement. Yeah. Rick was. <laughs> closets. My, my greatest regret. Where are we going with that? My, my greatest regret was that I didn't raid Dollywall's closet, but there's too many skeletons in there. I don't hey. want any. You don't want to be in my closet. Believe me. No. Uh, but did you at least buy a Hawaiian shirt, Jeff? Did you buy You've one? You bought them all. You've cornered the market. I, there, there are none for sale. As, <laughs> as I did yeah. They said Dollywell's got them all. Hey, so. I got a new one tomorrow. Don't tell him. I got it at Bellis Fair. It's a beauty. It's going to be nice. Yeah, there's, there's no more Hawaiian shirts in Bellingham. Yeah, yeah I, your secret's safe with me. I won't say a word to him. Hey, don't say Don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. Yeah. Thanks for that, Rick. Hey, uh, Jeff, Battle of Alberta. You've seen a few. What do you expect? Uh, a little different hockey than the mid-'80s, certainly. I, the, the highlights you showed right at the top, it was incredible when they were all trying to get at Glenn Sather. You just look at yeah. who's on that Calgary team. McCowan, Tim Hunter, Mateo. Nick Matteo, Jim Poplinski. And, and, and it, that was just, you know, then you could have come up with another line of guys like Paul yeah. Baxter and Neil Sheehy, Gary yeah. Roberts, a young Gary Roberts, Joel Otto. It was so – and then the Oilers, of course, had Samenko and mm-hmm. uh, McSorley, Kevin McClellan, on and on it went Messier. Uh, it was just incredible. You know, one of my memories of the Battle of Alberta, and I don't know why this has stuck with me all these years, but I was watching YouTube the other day. It was McSorley spearing Mike oh, Bullard yes. on a line oh, chain. Yes, you don't yeah. see many spears in today's NHL, but my goodness, did McSorley get his money's worth. Uh, I hope Mike Bullard's okay all these years later because he absolutely went to town with the spear. We're talking playoff hockey, and there's McSorley just the pitchfork on Mike Bullard on a line change, hops over the bench and is met by McSorley's stick. So uh, what do I expect tonight? Mm. Uh, or in the series. I mean, the after- well, the atmosphere is going to be incredible. I mean, it's been a long time. It is crazy that it's taken this long uh, for these two teams. In a, you know, a league went to a format that was to promote rivalries, and still it's taken a while to get to this, although I suppose uh, the proof's in the pudding now with a battle of Alberta and a battle of the Sunshine State that, you know, the, the playoff format can produce the rivalries that the National Hockey League is looking for. Uh, I heard you, Donnie. Like, I, I want to see Connor McDavid pick up where he left off. Uh, the parts of the series that I watched uh, in the first round you know, he was incredible and seemed to get better as that series went along. You know, I think there's going to be some goals scored, and maybe that plays into Calgary's hands because clearly Jake Ottinger got into their head. He was amazing. Jacob Markstrom was almost as good, but kind of got overshadowed uh, by the heroics of Jake Ottinger, and ultimately it took overtime, but the Calgary Flames' best players stepped up. And you look at the Calgary scoring in the opening round. I mean, there weren't a lot of goals scored, but the guys that were doing the scoring were the ones that you would expect that top line. 
what I think the Flames would tell you they need more of is the depth, the balance that they've assembled, whether it's DeFoley, whether it's Backlund, whether it's Dylan Dubé, uh, Blake Coleman, you know, on and on it goes. They have rounded out the roster. I think the Flames feel that they're a better team, a deeper team, but it's one thing to say it. They need those guys to show up and actually produce. So, uh, you know, Mike Smith had a couple of shutouts. Mike Smith obviously can play at a high level. We also know that uh, there's sort of two sides to Mike Smith. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting his game is going to be at Jake Ottinger's level. And so for the Calgary Flames, obviously they've got to find a way to control and contain Connor McDavid. Easier said than done. But maybe getting a chance to fire pucks at Mike Smith is going to result in a few more goals for the Calgary Flames than they scored in that Dallas series. Uh, Jeff, your uh, first thoughts on uh, Bruce uh, Boudreaux back with the Canucks. Uh, we didn't get to talk to you last week uh, about Bruce. He's back. Uh, we're all hearing about analytics, this, that, this, that, the coaching staff. Still some decisions, but at least he's back and they can start moving forward. Yeah, and ultimately not surprised. I, I, I think he wanted to step away and decompress it. And I believe him when he said, like, you know, his mom's 90 years old and lives yeah. on her own in Toronto. What a character. I'd love to know a little bit more about her. And we know that Bruce is a character, uh, you know. And so I understand. Like, he wanted to make sure that she is okay at her advanced age. And also, you know, the hockey team that they own and oversee just wanted to make sure that the Ducks were in a row there. So uh, this is a guy that was brought in on December the 5th and really – you know, didn't get any let up. And as he talked about, it was just, you know, win, 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 just keep your, your nose to the grindstone. And so he needed a couple of weeks to exhale. So I'm not surprised that he stepped back, but ultimately I was anticipating that he would return as the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. So now the questions are, you know, who does he work with? What does his staff look like? Will there be additions? Will there be subtractions? Is there going to be some more change in that area of the hockey club? They said that, you know, everybody's under review right now. And I, I guess I, I, would think that that's probably the case. And then beyond that, you know, what do those meetings look like as they move forward in terms of Bruce wanting to embrace analytics and you know play a little bit more with a little more structure? As he said, he was so focused on just wins and losses that maybe he did let a few areas slip away, but ultimately it was at the end of the night, did they win? And, and more often than not, the answer was yes. So you know, there's going to have to be this meeting of the minds and get everybody on the same page. Uh, fascinated to hear Jim Rutherford talking earlier in the week about wanting a little more sandpaper for this hockey team. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and when he says that, you know, like, you know, I, I didn't think the Canucks got pushed around at any point, but I also don't think the Vancouver Canucks has constructed or a team that leaves its mark on an opponent. So yeah, I, I guess Jim Rutherford, a little bit old school in that sense that wants a little more. We talked about sandpaper. Maybe he should go and watch some YouTube video of those battles of Alberta from the mid-80s. Uh, but they've got Luke Shen. And to a lesser degree, they've got a guy like Kyle Burroughs who, when he's in the lineup, is willing to stick up for teammates. So when I hear Jim Rutherford say something like that, I immediately point to the forward group. But I think that, yeah, there is uh, some room for a little bit more uh, you know, grit, I suppose. Sandpaper can mean so many things to so many people. Uh, at some point, Vasily Podkolzin is going to bring elements of that to his game. But, uh, you know, it, it's clear that they think in the Western Conference that they need a little bit more beef, uh, a little more heft up front. You know, it's funny. I was watching Colorado in overtime last night. Uh, it never really crossed my mind that the Avalanche needed more sandpaper in OT as they were out shooting the Blues 13 nothing. <laughs> 13 nothing. Uh, so, again, I look at that Colorado team. You know, you got Nazem Khan, you've got Gabriel Landeskog. Manson, 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 that's why you... Edge. Manson yeah. as well. Yeah. But, you know, Curtis McDermott's their tough guy. He can't even get in their lineup and play no. all the time because 
they think that they've got enough skill and speed in front of him, but uh, what a juggernaut. Uh, that was impressive. And again, you have to watch these playoffs sort of through that lens of how, how do the Canucks stack up against these types of teams and how great is the gap uh, for them to cover. And when you see Colorado firing on all cylinders the way they were in overtime last night, uh, you know, it's still, it's considerable. There's a long way to go for the Vancouver Canucks to get anywhere close to that level. But, but Jeff, it's been eight years. Uh, you know, when Jim got here, the, he was supposed to turn the Canucks into the big, bad Bruins, size and grit. It never ends in this city. The, the pursuit of size and grit every year. And here's the new regime, nothing against them. And one of the first things they say, we need size and grit. Eight years and the Canucks never became a heavy team. It's just it, the pursuit for that in this city has been unbelievable. Yeah, and and you know I do wonder if Jim Rutherford is true to his word. I don't think uh, he would offer that up for public consumption if he didn't believe that they needed to get a little heavier. You know, I wonder about a guy like Nick Delorier, who is yeah. an unrestricted mm-hmm. free agent, yeah. was second in the NHL in fighting majors. If that's what Jim Rutherford thinks is sandpaper again, it can mean anything to to anybody. But Delorier was sixth in the league in hits fourth among forwards Luke Shen was also in the top five so that would give you a couple of guys that you know play that robust style but again I I look at the forward group and I think that's where Jim Rutherford really means that they need uh, a bit more uh, grit to the game so Nick Delorier unrestricted free agent 31 years old played in Anaheim obviously got traded to Minnesota got hurt and didn't play in the final game of that series against the Blues but you know that's just a name I loft out there I'm not connecting it to the Canucks I haven't heard that but when I look at unrestricted free agents who certainly could bring sandpaper uh, a guy like Nick Delorier uh, is one that jumped off the page at me. But, you know, Rick, I, I come back to watching Colorado and you watch the Edmonton mm-hmm. Oilers, you watch the Tampa Lightning, Florida, the way that they're built. You know, sandpaper, eh, sure. I mean, if you think that you need a, a little bit of that, but this Canucks team just needs more si- more speed and more skill, ultimately. Speed and is, skill. You know, and, and there's a ton of room for improvement in that regard, and we know that there isn't much in the pipeline closet. And then it comes to these big questions about, you know, are they willing to trade away one of their big pieces to address areas of weakness elsewhere in this lineup? That's why uh, it doesn't matter how you come at this. It is going to be an eventful offseason for the Vancouver Canucks because uh, they just need to get a whole lot better. And when they're up against the cap and they don't have much in the pipeline, uh, you know, I think the only other way to do that is to, to start making some trades. And we know that Jim Rutherford certainly has a long history of uh, being active on the trade front and uh, has been fairly quiet uh, since overtaking the the Vancouver Canucks job here. So uh, I am expecting some fireworks here in the months ahead. Okay, Jeff, uh, we're going to let you go. And we just want to point out to people, when you talked about Marty McSorley spearing Mike Bullard, we're talking about the hockey player and not the TV talk show host. We just want to clear that up. The two two different people. I am glad you took care of that for uh, for your viewers, Donnie. <laughs> Although that would be quite the visual. Jeff, thanks for this. Uh, and I get hey, to see you back Marty McSorley has a history of stick fouls. That maybe he got the other Mike Bullard somewhere along the line, too. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll look into it. Thanks, Jeff. All right, guys. Remember the Mike Bullard show, Canadian talk show? How can no? you not yeah. remember that? I actually thought he was pretty funny. He was. I, he I was actually I, funny. I, 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 didn't I liked mind. him. I liked him. Just This just in. He had some pretty stiff competition. Oh, big time. Uh, uh, back in the day. And we should say that Mike Bullard, the hockey player, was was pretty uh, pretty darn good. He was a good he player. 100-plus point season. I want to say, and I've got it here, actually. 87, 88, 103 wow. points, 48 goals. He was good uh, for he the Flames. Played Bullard. with Pittsburgh as well. He was a, a heck of a player. We'll update the poll question uh, next. It has to do with the Battle of Alberta. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by AbleAuctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. 
Howard can't handle it. Great beauty to Steve Smith. Hits the red line, flips it in. More changes for the Oilers. McTavish runs McKinnis into the glass. Beauty pinches up. And now Tikkanen circles at center. Three points in the game, a couple of goals for Essa Tikkanen. Six in the series. Shoot scores! Essa Tikkanen has won it for the Oilers! Wow. That was 1991, Game 7 overtime winner for Essa and He had four points uh, that night. That was the last time there was a Battle of Alberta wow. in the National Hockey League playoffs. And I'm looking at Essa Tikkanen's future Canuck, Essa uh, uh DB page, hockey DB page. Unbelievable. I did not realize, and I know he had a pretty good supporting cast. I, I get, I get all that. But his numbers in the playoffs are just tremendous. That season, 20 points in 18 games, 24 and 22 uh, the year before in 90 when they won the Stanley Cup, uh, 87-88 they won the Stanley Cup. Esatikinen had 27 points in 19 games. Uh, And the pest, the pest. Fortunately, never got to you know show what he could do in the playoffs with the Canucks. Although they did make the the, the playoffs the one year he was here in in '96, but um, he was past his prime at that point. But I didn't realize his numbers uh, were that uh, good. I have to talk about uh, business here and our friends right here, Able Auctions, special mm-hmm. people. They are our title sponsors here at Donnie and Dolly. Saturday, Able Auctions will sell the contents of a closed restaurant, closed restaurant, oh. including a Henny Penny Triple Bank. Deep fryer. You can make some homemade fritters there. Rick? Oh, the fritters. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the donuts. Yeah. A Taylor, as opposed to the other type of fritters, <laughs> a Taylor three-station double-sided grilling system. Also, a Taylor soft-serve milkshake machine. Imagine that. You have the pe- people over and you're that whipping up like six or seven milkshakes oh. all at once. Could you use a Moyer dive? Where, where's, where's the pictures here? Can you use a Moyer Dibel commercial dishwasher? We have two of them to be sold to the highest uh, bidder. Wow. Patio heaters, prep stations, a lot more. Everything sold to the highest bidder. Hot dog roller for you there, Rick. Everything sold to the highest. Uh, watch out for that. Be three careful. Foot. It's hot. Uh, the three-foot hot, long, hot yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah, you wish. Everything sold <laughs> to the highest bidder Saturday at ableauctions.ca. Uh, again, ableauctions.ca, A-B-L-E auctions.ca. Poll question, game one, Battle of Alberta tonight, Oilers at Calgary, Rick. Going to be so much fun tonight. Uh, I just love that last clip of Tekken and the old Craig Muni. I thought you were talking about the hot dog (laughs) roller. Who do you uh, want to win in the Battle of Alberta? Uh, We are in Vancouver, so I I guess I'm not surprised. 39% don't uh, care. Uh, The ones that do say Calgary, uh, 1,600 Mm. votes already. And as you can see, the uh, the poll results since my little earlier, yeah. uh, my pro-McDavid rant, yeah. they've really changed a lot when it comes to Edmonton. I think they've actually dipped. They, they've gone down. So that, that didn't work. Yeah. You can't force anybody to watch anything or like anything, Ryan. Esatikin. Rick. I loved Esatikin, and he was great. Do you remember in Vancouver? Yeah. The beers on the plane and Tom, yeah. oh, Tom, Tom Reddy. Tom didn't, he didn't Reddy. Like he didn't like that. And Essa didn't like what Tom had to say. Yeah, uh, he uh, Rennie got here and he said no beer on the plane. And first guy to push back was Essa Tikkanen, who had some Stanley Cup rings to show Tom. Yeah, and they yeah. Uh, they I battled. Think, and he said, "I've been in the NHL a whole lot longer than you, Tom." Pastime. Oh right, business. The collectible market has never been hotter, and now is the time to visit Pastime Sports. Check out the largest selection of sports memorabilia, autographed items, uh, trading cards in Western Canada. Uh, to visit one of four locations in Surrey, Langley, Metrotown, 
or Tawasson Mills. Uh, check them out in store or online at uh, pastimesports.ca. Ryan, what's in uh, front of my laptop? Uh, in front of your laptop on the far right is a Willie O'Ree signed uh, Boston oh, Bruins yes. puck. Oh, very nice. Great signature. Yeah. Uh, in the middle is the Michael Jordan pop figure from uh, Everett Washington. Well, you should point out that it's it's manufactured in Everett, Washington. In yeah, Everett, yeah. yeah. The headquarters are in Washington. Well, er- yeah. Everett, also home of Boeing. Where, where's Omen Roca? Is it Tacoma? That's where it's located, the big pink building? It is. Is it really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know it's from this part of the world. I'm pretty sure it is. Interesting. Well, and of course, Everett, Washington, famous pizza there as well, according to and Brooklyn the, And the silver tips. Uh, don't forget the tips. Careful. Uh, and then... Uh, he won't uh, forget them. Far left is Dollywall's highlighter coming to Pastime Sports near you soon. And Dollywall picked a card today, and that is... Talk about it. Uh, Barry card. Peterson. Barry Peterson. Uh, boy, I love Barry. I know a lot of people get pissed off uh, with the Cam Neely trade, and we all did. But Barry Peterson, Victoria Cougars, are you kidding me? Played four years there. And even in as, as much as the Cam Neely get, uh, trade gets ripped, Donnie, I don't care because Barry had 71 points, uh, 77 points. I uh, know, 76, 76, 71. He did okay. How many points did he have? Just hold on a sec. Uh, 76, 71, first two years. You know what? Those were decent numbers back then. He got a lot of flack and slack. But Barry Peterson, in my eyes, uh, was a good player and had a good career. Well, he didn't he make got the a trade. lot of flack and slack. Slack and flack. Yeah, just you know what I mean. Things. That's two different things. Okay, yeah. but anyways, uh, uh, Barry Peterson in my books was uh, it was I, I loved watching him. He I think good, he got more slack than <laughs> flack. People are upset with Jack Gordon and the Canucks for making the deal. And was, Tom Watt wasn't Barry's fault. And Tom, it was Tom, Tom Watt. Tom Watt. Cam Neely barely got on the ice. Thank rel- you, Tom Watt. He had a twenty-one goal season with the Canucks. I know he did. You could see it coming. Yeah, I know. But nobody really complained because Barry Peterson was a 100-point center. Yes, He had right. Rick Middleton on his line with him, which which really helped. Unfortunately, Rick didn't come with him. But you know, I don't think people were really upset with Barry. He was fine. It was more with management yeah, that they exactly. were upset. And Tom Watt. Out they went, and along came, along came Pat Quinn. DTMC. What are you laughing at over there? What are you laughing That's at? so funny. Flack, flack and slack. Is that a band name? <laughs> we had one yesterday, didn't we? No, we, we, no, no, we didn't. We need a band name update here. It's been we a gotta long time. we got to get the band uh, way, way overdue. Flack and Slack's a band name in my opinion. Oh, stop it. Flack and Slack. Tim and Richmond just said the same thing in our Delaney's Okay Tire. Flack and Slack band name. We had something early, earlier today or, or yesterday. Oh, we did have one yesterday, but it was politically. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> ne- ne- That's why I'm okay. moving on from it. Time out. Derek, do you have the band names? If you don't, we can do it later. Yeah. No, they're not up there. There, there we go. Okay, no, here we are. are this, goes, this goes back. Five Ryans, tongues and stuff, big inch, fish next door. We, we've, we've carved here a bit. Okay, we've eliminated some. Tunnel Buddy, Good Moms, Baron of the Beef, <laughs> Balls for Sure, yeah. very popular. Yeah. Page two, Me, Makichi, and Macaw, Francis the Pope, Blanket of Newness. Ooh, yeah. that's good. I like that. Limpus Hand Home. <laughs> There's some n- news surrounding him, is there yeah, not? I, no, he did an interview today in Boston. And nothing. He's he's he's, he's healthy. Olympus Handhome, cheese and gas, <laughs> cheese and gas. Double D database. That one might have to go. Rick and Stink. Six minutes overboard. And thanks to Louis Deming, spicy pork, spicy pork. See now, see, and there's the is there, there's is there the, more. Yeah, but hold on here. Why okay. are the Beatles popping up? So I think spicy pork can go. It's too common. Yeah, yeah. Cheese and gas can go. It's lame. 
Double D bet database. Yeah, it's whatever. Too, too obvious. We yeah. could trim. We should do this off the air. But uh, anyway, Derek, go we to the. We probably uh, should. The third page. Well, the last what, page. What, what about the new shirt? Thirteen peacocks. Yeah. Picking and prospecting. Yeah. Uh, we got thirteen peacocks twice. <laughs> so that's uh, twenty six. De- twenty six peacocks. Are you okay in there? Uh, Clint Wood bleeps ass. Again, we've already we've already taken what? bleeps ass to another avenue. Yeah, yeah. t-shirts. Bre- so that can yeah. go two Jimmies. Wasn't he ham? Okay, <laughs> that's good. Five different wieners. Micro house on a trailer and number third. Two Jimmies can go too. That's yeah. kind of whatever. Yeah. And now five different wieners can five go. Five different wieners. We have, we never had that. Contest. You know what? Because I I rarely say this on the show. Five different wieners is too childish. We don't do childish around <laughs> yeah, here, as you know. Because the rest of them are very mature. So flack and slack has to go on. Flack, uh, you got a lot of flack. Mm, that's got to go on The there. rhyming, it's, it's Come too on. good. It's good. Wow. It's good. It's Cliche. good. Flack and slack. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss it off the air. DTMZ we'll next. We'll put it up to a panel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You can look forward to that, folks. Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Able Auction specializes in helping British Columbia-based business owners close their business and sell their assets in a timely, orderly manner. Online events for everything from machine shop and manufacturing auctions to industrial equipment, retail inventories, or any other type of business assets, Able Auctions can help. For a free confidential consultation on getting your business assets sold, please email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ablaauctions.ca. It's 11.33 on a Wednesday morning. Donnie and Dolly on Check TV. Now time for DTMZ, brought to you by the world-famous Whistler Golf Club. Go see Big Al out there. Great track, great track. As Rick just said, DTMZ brought to you by the Arnold Palmer Design Whistler Golf Club, which is now open for the 2022 season. Book your tee time for any time during the 2022 golf campaign online now at... Is that Mike Bullard? <laughs> at WhistlerGolf.com. Great player. And, and talk show host. Yeah. Uh, which one do we want to go with? Do you want to go with the world's oldest person? Let's, let's do that one. Is that okay? Or who, person who was the world's oldest person. This is really outdated. Kane, I think I'm getting this right. Kane Tanaka, the world's oldest person, died last month in Japan. Oh. 119 years old. Wow. Born January 2nd, 1903. Passed away April 19th. It's been a while. <laughs> Almost a month. Guinness World's Records say, uh, says she became the oldest living person in January 2019 at the age of 116, 28 days. Second oldest person ever recorded behind only Jean Calmont of France, who lived, Rick, to the age of 122. 122? 122. Wow. Yeah. You know, wine, French food. Uh yeah, 122 is astronomical. It really is. Uh, she had been sick uh, just before she passed away in and out of hospital. She married a rice shop owner at the age of 19, worked in the family store until she was 103. Oh, wow. Like I, 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 I she look worked at, until I look 103? at you and Ryan. I'm ready to retire like, tomorrow. But she worked until 103. She survived cancer twice, oh. lived through all sorts of historical events, two world wars, the 1918 Spanish flu. She lived through COVID. Oh. In 2020, uh, one in every 1,565 people in Japan was over 
uh, 100, more than 88% of them women. Women live longer than men, statistically speaking. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the title of oldest person on the planet right now is still being investigated by the Guinness people. There they haven't go. found the person yet? We've got a ways to go. Yeah. Well. No, they haven't found the person yet. Otherwise, I would have said so. <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of the times, though, people believe that oldest person's in this studio. <laughs> and that was so obvious. It was just so obvious I didn't say it. Wow, that's a shock. You're an old soul. I am. from a 31-year-old ripping into somebody else. Unbelievable. How do you know I was talking about him? I might have been talking about you. Nah, because yeah. everybody knows uh, he's older than I am. But you're 31 taking shots. We're talking about being old or young at heart, though. Yeah. I think exactly. you might have me beat. I don't think so. Birthdays? We good? Let's get to birthdays. Get Kane Tanaka in there. At least we would have. Yeah. I guess yeah, we could still do that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, ten birthdays. The line is set at nine by One Tooth Annie's. One Tooth Annie's House of Licorice and Casino in Driggs, Idaho. And this just in. One Tooth Annie. 115. That's <laughs> the one still, tooth. Still going, still going strong. But if you only... If you, <laughs> still, still chomping on licorice. If you only have one tooth, how, how do you eat the licorice? Well, I think the licorice is the reason you only have one tooth. <laughs> okay. Uh, ten birthdays. Ready? Uh, licorice was so good. It's st- you know, it's still it was. It's, a, it's but, still around. But in back in the 80s in elementary school, uh, at recess, we'd run to the store to get licorice. It, it, it was still can if you It's not want. big anymore, Ryan. It's not big. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Wait, <hold on>. <laughs> You're saying you lived through like a licorice boom? It was much bigger back then. <laughs> How do you then? know? Stop. How do you know? Just because stop. we ki- as kids, we ran to the store to get licorice, <laughs> oh. and it was like five cents. What a life you've So you're had. saying oh. the bell goes off at recess. recess. And you and your buddy run. It's licorice time. <laughs> we, 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 the boys. I'm were, getting a Twizzler. <laughs> and I'm getting some licorice. And then nibs came along, and yeah. my God. Nibs. And nibs were good, too. But listen. Don't say words. Licorice still was big. Good. It was big. Ryan, it it's was still big. big. Well, I you know what's a, big right now is yeah. uh, is the soft licorice. Very, very, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. well, speaking of the oldest person, you guys no, deal with that the, a lot well, now. Yes, the uh. the uh, soft lic- licorice. It's, I think it's made in Australia. Very good. <laughs> soft licorice. You got your Australian soft licorice. Speaking of bands, band names. Yep. Little Ricky, <laughs> Diamond Hand. <laughs> Oh, they were a nickel. It wasn't a dime. But oh it was big God. back then. No. Listen to me. What licorice was five cents it back was, then? Oh, my goodness. Did you not live in the 80s? You candy one was piece five of licorice? cents. Candy was five oh, cents. I was an adult in the 80s. Okay, but candy was five or ten cents. I wasn't, line, running, I wasn't running to the corner store and, with a nickel in my hand and looking a, for a, a, and, a, and a haircut was five bucks. Now you got to get 30 bucks. You can't get a haircut for uh, less than 30. Inflation. What about gas? Inflation. Gas was so cheap. Back in the day, licorice, gas, way better. Living uh, licorice, large. everything was uh, cheap. Licorice and gas. <laughs> Birthdays, 10. Or nine of them. Or 10 of them. Let's go. Line set at nine by Annie. Go. Battle of Alberta. Finnish right winger, who's number 17, has been retired Yari by the Oilers. Leafs assistant coach, former Canucks center. Drafted Matty seventh Ultra. overall, former NHL enforcer, who had a role in the 1997 movie Con Air, starring Nick Cage. His last NHL game, February 21st, 2000, in Vancouver, the night he hit Donald Brashear in the head with his stick. He speared Mike Bullard. Marty, Marty McSorley. Former Canucks, uh, voice of God getting in there. It was a team effort. Former Canucks left winger from Saskatoon. Traded a whopping eight times during his 14-year NHL Hold career. It. Brent Ashton. Seattle goaltender from Winnipeg. 
claimed from Florida by the Kraken in the 2021 expansion draft. C.D. Dieter. Dreider. 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 Yeah. Also known as Dieter. He likes licorice. Former Ottawa 67's right winger, who's been part of the Kings organization for four decades. Uh, Luke Robitaille. First as a player, then a color analyst. Rob Blake. Uh, Jimmy Fox. There you go. Gone through the whole roster there. All-time roster. Baseball Hall of Famer and five-time World Series champ, whose nickname is Mr. October. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Former Vancouver Mountie. Considered by many to be the greatest defensive third baseman in baseball history, his number five has been retired by the Baltimore Orioles. Cal Ripken. No. Third baseman. Not shortstop. He's played for the Mounties. This goes way back. Mounties. BR. Does that help? Nope. No. Pass. Former Saturday Night Live star who went on to create the TV series 30 Rock. She wrote the movie Mean Girls, too. Tina Fey? Yes. University of Texas QB, who led the Longhorns to the BCS title in 06. Matt Taken Liner. third overall by Tennessee at the 06 no, NFL Vincio. draft. Yes. Attempted a comeback with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in, in 2017. Man, just uh, the highest of highs for him, and then he, he, he dipped. What's I mean, mm. arguably, what do people down. say, the greatest college football game ever played? Oh, Reggie Bush. and Yeah, t- tremendous. Um, went right down to the wire. Brooks, Brooks Robinson. I, oh, Brooks I, Robinson. I know yeah. that name might not mean much to you. Check out some of his highlights on YouTube. Yep. Vacuum cleaner at, th- at third base. He was very, very special and uh, always took pride in, in watching him uh, during the, the – it's not the Orioles' heyday right now, but back when they were really, really good, way back when, always took pride that Brooks Robinson played uh, at uh, – well, I guess it was Capilano Stadium uh, then before it was Matt Bailey. We good? Yep. Okay. Um, is it just me coming up? You're going to hate this tune, I'm sure, Ryan, because you don't get this band. One day you will wake up and understand that this is one of the great bands of all time. Same with you. Mark Mothersbaugh, 72, singer-songwriter for the influential Akron, Ohio group that's going to play us out from August 78. And the album, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. This is Devo. An uncontrollable urge on check, where Ryan has an uncontrollable urge, which is why he just left the studio on a BC Wednesday morning. Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Is it just me? It's next. is incensed. Now we showed earlier in the first period the one hit that knocked his helmet off and I don't know if you could hear but it was McDavid yelling at Cassian to have his head up because he saw coming back from his point coverage Kachuk coming down and I don't think you're necessarily going to see Kachuk going into the penalty box. I think this is all going to be Cassian. 
two characters involved wow. in that. And that was so 2020, good. just before yeah. uh, COVID hit, who were still on, on the two rosters. Kind of strange if you look further in, on that clip, uh, Milan Lucic still playing That's uh, right. for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I know he was uh, there for a significant amount of time, but it just, uh, for whatever reason, struck me as strange, given that he'd be playing for the Flames in Game 1 tonight, Battle of Alberta. Is it just me? What do you got? Uh, is it just me? If Evander Kane can keep his cool, remain a model citizen, he'd sure look good in a Canucks uh, jersey, a skill and sandpaper uh, piece, Surrey Troy. Now, okay, so this is how uh, things flip-flop in society when it was first, you know, he was going to sign. Mm-hmm. Donnie, he got ripped, and all the teams got ripped. He's awful off the ice. Why are you guys doing this? And now he's had success on the ice, and everybody wants him back. And this isn't at Surrey uh, Peace Troy. He's behaved himself as well. He's behaved He's been good. Off the ice, he's doing well on the ice, and now everyone wants uh, the Canucks to sign Evander Kane. I get it, I, and he might not cost a ton, but he he's going to get a raise, Johnny. Do the Canucks think about it? Yeah, and it would be a different situation. There's some desperation with Evander Kane uh, right now. You know, la, you know, last chance corral or however that's the, it. Uh, that's it. The expression that's uh, it. goes signs a, a longer contract. Does he get comfortable? Do things happen? You you don't know, but you'd have to think, uh, given what he's doing in the playoffs and in the regular season with the Oilers, somebody's going to buck up big time for it. One them. one final thing. For him. And when there was 20 teams calling his agent, and everybody said, "Why are 20 teams involved?" Because a top six guy gets 500 chances in the NHL, Donnie. The fourth liner gets one. Bottom mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just me, um, Howard, by the dog? Is it just me, but why is Rick running to the corner store with the kids in the 80s? What's wrong with that picture? How no, old were you, how I, old I, were you I, in the I, 80s? I was a kid, and the other kids were kids, and we were all going to... Uh, to get the weren't liquors. you like twenty uh, back <laughs> then or twenty five? <laughs> well, it took me about eight years to get through high school, <laughs> okay. but uh, we're there talking elementary. What do you got? Uh, is it just me? I lived in Cowtown in the early eighties after the Smith gaff. Uh, for years, fans would yell "shoot" every time he had the puck, um, mm-hmm. and then he ended up in Calgary, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the most amazing thing ever. I I remember Steve Smith for that in 1986. I also remember him uh, years later being the player that was nearest or or was a little bit physical with Pavel Burry when Pavel blew out his knee in Chicago. Steve was playing with uh, Chicago at the time. I I feel sorry for him. If Steve Smith would have done that today with Twitter and social media. Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Born in Scotland, uh, Steve Smith. Uh, New West Darren... uh, is it just me? But Donnie, I think most Canucks fans want the chaos of McDavid and Drysaddle asking out of Edmonton, so they want the Oilers out in embarrassing fashion. I was talking earlier about the results, yeah. or what I would like to see uh, happen in the Battle of Alberta. My 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 vote would be for Edmonton, Edmonton, because of McDavid. Because I want to see McDavid make a deep playoff run. But Darren, that that that's a good point. You know, it, 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 McDavid loses or, or lost that. You know, first round series, and maybe it happens again uh, next year. Does he start wanting, making noise about really wanting out of Edmonton? Same with Drysaddle, and that would be really uh, interesting for the people around these parts that don't like uh, Edmonton. Absolutely. Is it just me, or would the uh, most Canuck fans like to see two Alberta teams uh, beat the hell out of each other and then get their uh, 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 get it handed to them by the A's? Or the Avs. Um, <laughs> I couldn't use yeah, They the changed the baseball. I, I I couldn't use that word. You know I would get in trouble if I used it. That's from Uncle Glenn. You know what I mean. Not really. Get their asses handed in by the avalanche. Yeah. He used another word. Right.
That's my so, Uncle Glenn who's watching the show today. That's so. your Uncle Glenn? Yes. What the heck? And he's you? using profanity? Ass? You said arse. It, the word is arse. Uh, that's why I didn't say it. Arse is not. <laughs> arse is. He says arse is. Oh, <laughs> my the winner. God. Your Uncle what, Glenn. Oh, hold on a sec. What did you just say? Like, what's the, what's the re- gist of it? The gist is I, the, both Alberta teams knock the snot out of each other, and then they get their okay. asses handed them by the avalanche. And that's arses. your Uncle Glenn. Is, is that your uncle that was sitting next to me at your part, uh, your house? No, it's another no, Uncle no, Glenn. That's a different, that's a different that was uncle. uncle Dave, right? That was Dave, yeah. That was Dave. Dave. Good guy, Dave. Okay. So we, we got Profanity. This is a shirt in our store right now that says bleeps <laughs> ass. And you saw ours and went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, can't, can't be saying that. This is a children's show. We can't you do we can't it say that. It sure is. <laughs> ours is you really hear you ours can't anymore. Use that, Donnie on the air. There used to be a counselor in North Vancouver. I'm not kidding about this. In the nineties, I want to say his name was Harry Ars. I'm not kidding. Stop it. You can look it up. <laughs> you can look it up. Like an alderman or something like some politician. So his first name I was know Harry. this because my cousin, you know, phoned me. You got to read the paper today. I'm not kidding. Okay, look, so look first name Harry. Yeah. Last name R. I'm not sure if you pronounced it that way, but it was A-R-S-E. Look it up. It's it's there. <laughs> and he loved licorice. Okay, that, gonna, just hold on. Let me get this one in. Well, we're gonna, we, we have no time here. Just hold on a second. What do you mean? Well, very simple, uh, Rick. We have to end the show at a certain time every day. We'll get your submission in in a bit. We'll wrap up the show. The poll question next. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Ed from North Vancouver. Delaney's okay. Tyron Langley uh, inbox. Donnie telling the truth when it comes to Harry Ars. His signs would be lined up along Fibs Exchange. Heading in and out of uh, Deep Cove. Oh, in, Nor- in North Vent. <clears throat> yeah, Deep Cove. Wow, yeah. So there'd be signs uh, with that name there? Yeah, you know, <laughs> vote for Harry. <laughs> so vote for Harry Ars. Okay. Uh, we're going to get in trouble. We might not have a show tomorrow. We're going to yeah. get fired. Uh, what do we do? Oh, hold on. Let me get this in. Poll question. Uh, before we get to the poll question, I've got to get this in because I promise this. It- it'll be quick. Uh, Creed from East Van. Uh, him and his wife, third year anniversary. His wife's ne- name is DJ. Congratulations, DJ. DJ and Creed, uh, third year anniversary. Big fans of the show. Maybe Ed can tell us if Harry won that election or not. He must have, because I read about him. So if we Google Harry, we, we'd get it? Don't, don't, okay. don't Google Harry. Okay. Go. What, get the poll up, Ryan. Get it up. Uh, what do you want to win in the... Who do you want to... <laughs> Got me this hairy arse thing has got me rattled. Who do you want to win in the Battle of Alberta? Uh, look at this 39% say I don't care, 1700 votes. People in Vancouver don't care. Harry said, Look at this one time, too. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna Google that guy's name after the show. I don't think it's true, but anyway, again, wait. you might not want to do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, you have business, yep. If you missed any of today's show, don't forget you can catch full replays. Of <laughs> Take that coffee mug out of your mouth. Uh, you can catch full replays of Donnie and Dolly on the Check Plus app or watch your interviews on YouTube. Just search for Donnie and Dolly. All brought to you by the Bayside Ocean Front Resort. Beautiful Parksville. The Bayside Resort, one of Vancouver Island's uh, premier getaway spots. Uh, summer, right around the corner. Parksville provides endless adventure, including beaches, golf breweries, and more. Minutes away from the Bayside. Uh, call now to book your reservation. I mentioned Donnie and Dolly. You get 10% off. 
your nightly room rate. Uh, book your island getaway today at Bayside Oceanfrontresort.com or call 250-248-8333. We'll do some research on uh, North Vancouver politics. And we'll present it uh, uh, tomorrow to the audience. Yeah, okay, let's do we're, that. We're all good? Oh, yeah, I think Enjoy yeah. the hockey. Don't forget, it's also the Rangers in, in Carolina uh, tonight as well. And Game 1, Battle of Alberta. First time in the playoffs anyway since 91. On behalf of Ryan, Rick, Derek, everybody here at Oh Boy and Check, I'm Don, and you're up to date in the world of sports. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Donnie and Dolly for all the latest show content. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.